The Conclusion of the Cycle by Alexis Nicole The next morning I woke up in a fog. The events of the night before flashed in my mind like clips from a bad episode of The Twilight Zone. My 15th year of life ended in true Montgomery fashion, so of course my family spent the morning masterfully pretending like none of it happened. I did my best to speed through breakfast as fast as I could, scarfing down my father's semi-burnt French toast and opening gifts from my mom and Charlie. I headed to the mall with Teresa and our friend Sydney, who had just gotten back from spending the summer with her grandparents. We spent the day getting our hair, nails, and makeup done. The girls treated me to lunch and bought me some last-minute accessories to go with my birthday outfit. I arrived at my party around 9 that night, and there was already a line outside the door. I decided to have a 90s-themed skate party. My mother knew the owner and pulled some strings to rent out the entire place on a Friday night. The DJ played a mix of old-school 90s classics along with current songs I personally requested. My Aunt Tina, who was hands down the best cook in the family, volunteered to cater the food, and I even had creative mocktails with different variations of my name in the titles. My friends and I walked into the packed rink looking like a sexy updated version of TLC and immediately jumped into the action. We grabbed our skates and maneuvered through bright colors, baggy jeans, heavily spritzed hair, and a multitude of snapbacks. Everything was exactly how I pictured it in my mind. After a while, the music slowed and people began to pair off for couple skate. Sydney took a break to enjoy some of my aunt's chicken and waffle sliders, and Teresa was somewhere ducked off with Marquise. I turned to skate off the floor and was immediately met by a muscular chest adorned with a multicolored Kuji sweater that stopped me dead in my tracks. Come skate with me, birthday girl, Chris said with a smirk. Without hesitation, I took his hand and followed his lead to the middle of the floor. We skated for several songs, Chris making each dance more fun than the one before it. I got lost in him holding my waist, spinning me around, making funny remarks in my ear that had me giggling like a little girl, and for a moment it felt like we were the only two in the entire building. At the end of the fifth song, he took my hand and guided me off the floor. He sat me on a bench and helped take off my skates. I lifted one foot after the other into his lap so he could untie the laces. After grabbing our shoes, he took my hand again and led me away from the party to a secluded area in the back of the building. I wanted to give you a present. He handed me a small gold box tied together with a ribbon. It was the first present a boy had ever given me besides a dead frog Evan Parker put in my desk in the second grade. I slid the ribbon off the box and jiggled the top to open it. A crystal heart keychain laid on top of white cotton. It was kind of corny but cute. I was surprised he even got me anything. I ain't know what to get, but this made me think of you when I saw it. It's perfect. Thank you. I wrapped my arms around his neck and planted a soft kiss on his cheek. A slight shock hit my lips and sent a vibration through my body. He stared into my eyes for a second, tightened his grip around my waist, and kissed me. Kissing had never been a highlighted moment for me the braces incident with Donovan McCrary last year being the worst of them, but this was different. It was strong and gentle, like he knew exactly what he was doing. I sunk in the feeling of being wanted and met his kisses with equal passion. Kissing quickly intensified to fondling, and I found myself pinned between a wall and Chris. He became more aggressive as he started to unbutton my clothes. I grabbed his hands and tried to push him back a little. 
Maybe we should get back, I said, finally able to free my lips. Everybody's chilling. We good. He released his hands from my grip and pulled me in closer, kissing me on my neck. Relax. I'll be gentle. He whispered as he moved my hand to his crotch and tried to unzip his pants. It was becoming too much, too fast. Chris, stop. I used as much strength as I could muster to push him completely off of me. Why the fuck you tripping, bro? Ain't this what you wanted? You thought because you gave me a cheap-ass keychain I was going to sleep with you? You've been on my shit all year. Plus, your homegirl said you was with it, so what's up? It was almost like someone snatched my soul right out of my body at the mention of Teresa. She's always been pushy for me to hook up with the guy, but I didn't think she would ever put me in this position. Shock turned to anger, and I could feel myself getting hot. I mean, I know it's your birthday and all, but you ain't gotta be a bitch. Without thinking, I kneed Chris in the balls and shoved his gift into his chest, causing him to topple over in pain. His breathless curses faded to silence as I left him clutching his manhood on the floor. I walked back to the party with my eyes set on Teresa. I searched the room looking for her bright pink halter top. I noticed my mom bouncing back and forth trying to make sure everyone was having fun and everything was going smoothly. I finally spotted Teresa and Sydney by the concession stand refilling their specialty drinks. I made a beeline straight to her, knocking people out of my way in the process. What the fuck, T? I couldn't get the words out fast enough, interrupting whatever they were laughing about prior to my arrival. Ro, where you been, girl? Teresa seemed completely oblivious to my demeanor, which pissed me off even more. What did you tell Chris to make him come at me foul? Both her and Sydney's body language shifted as they realized the anger in my face. Nothing. I just said you were interested and tonight may be a good night to make his move. Wait, what happened? Did he give you a gift? Oh yeah, a dumbass keychain with a side of forceful dick thanks to you. What? Her and Sydney exclaimed at the same time. I couldn't tell if Teresa's shock at the situation comforted me or exacerbated my anger and the emotional indecisiveness made me even more upset. I don't think Reese meant any harm, Ro. Sydney tried her best to play a peacemaker, but I shot her a look that told her to stay out of it, and she quickly backed down. I was just trying to help you have fun on your birthday. Yeah? Well, next time, don't. A sudden feeling of being overwhelmed rushed through my body, and I couldn't stay at this party any longer. There was no way I would be able to go back to celebrating. To me, this birthday was officially over, and I couldn't stand around pretending to have a good time. I walked out without saying another word to my friends. The night air was cool, taunting my bare arms. The walk to my house was too far, and I didn't want to sit in the parking lot looking like a lost puppy outside of my own party. I pulled out my phone to dial Charlie's number, but it died on me four numbers in. I started to run through all of the douchey things I've ever done in my life in my head to make sure that this kind of karma was justified. A black Honda with tinted windows pulled right beside me and rolled its passenger side window down. Dang, the party over already? Terrence's voice came at me like a sweet relief in the midst of chaos. His pretty smile behind full lips beamed as he leaned his head to meet my eyes. It is for me, I tried to say jokingly. Get in, I'll take you home. Terrence didn't even finish his sentence before I found myself sinking into his leather seats. I don't even think my feet touched the ground as fast as I moved to get in his car. 
We drove for a few moments in silence, soft R&B serenading us through the speakers. I thought you said you weren't coming, I finally said, being the first to fold to the awkwardness. I was in the neighborhood, figured I'd fall through and see what it was looking like. Must have been a bus for you to run out of there early. Just over it, I guess. I wasn't going to give him all the sordid details of the night. Actually, can you not take me home? Did you have another place in mind? I silently shook my head no. I knew where I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be at my own party and I didn't want to be at my house, but I had nowhere else to go. No worries. I got you. We drove to a lookout point where you can see the entire city lights from the top of the hill. Charlie and I used to hike here when we were little, but I had never been here at night. Terrence put the car in park, rolled the windows down, and opened the sunroof. He leaned his seat back a little and stared out at the view. I like to come here and think sometimes. I watched him as his eyes danced with the blinking lights. I can see his mind drifting inside his own world. He looked as if the whole world rested on his 17-year-old shoulders. What do you think about? He remained silent for a moment, and I didn't know if the words actually came out of my mouth or I just thought they did. Everything, I guess. Life. Love. You sometimes. He finally broke eye contact with the view and stared right through me. Me? I couldn't fully process what was happening. Why me? Why not you? Because you date my sister. I'm pretty sure it's hard to date a woman who likes women. At this point, my body was completely numb. No feelings were traveling from my brain through to the rest of my body. It was almost like I was watching myself. I tried to find words to say, but all that was coming out was small gasps of air. Look, Charlie is my family. He continued, trying to save me the trouble of asking a million and one questions. I will always have love for her, but we only got close because she was trying to make sure I was good enough for you. I pinched myself on the leg to make sure I wasn't dreaming. Was this a sick prank they were pulling on me? Would Charlie pop out with the camera telling me I've been punked? I sat frozen in my seat, unable to do anything besides look at him. He reached over me and pulled a ring box from the glove compartment. My eyes widened. Don't get too excited. They're just earrings. He popped open the box with one hand to reveal diamond studs. Charlie said you had your eyes on these for a few months. I looked at Terrence's face, searching for some sort of tell, some indication that this wasn't real. The longer I studied his strong features, the less I thought about everything that happened prior to this moment. The urge of wanting to be wanted hit me like a tidal wave and the generation of women in my family who were outsmarted by this endless pursuit of love and happiness stood in the forefront of my mind. I kissed Terrence with every ounce of passion I could muster, and at that moment I realized I was no different from them. I was about to chase this feeling forever. Thank you for tuning in to Lunch Break Chronicles. We hope you enjoyed that story. Please feel free to check out any one of my books, Full Figure Plus Size Divas 2, Date Cute Mary Rich, Strange Addiction, and All in a Day. And join us next time when we are starting a brand new short story. <laughs>